0: listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang, founder of Moxie Club. When you're looking for lasting weight loss, join us here for the mindset you need, a dash of inspiration, and stories that will bring it all to life. Episode number 12. Well, hey there, Amy here. How are you doing? So at the time of this recording, it has now been 34 days since San Francisco put the stay-at-home order in place. And as I was scrolling through my Facebook feed earlier today, I saw a pretty funny post. And it reads, on average, a panda eats for approximately 12 hours a day. This is the same as an adult at home under quarantine, which is why we call it a pandemic. (laughs) Anyways, I've shared it on both Facebook as well as Instagram. So if you want to follow or send me a friend request, it's Club. Anyways, so I think it's a pretty safe bet that more people have gained weight rather than lost weight during the last month or so. And since this podcast is about lasting weight loss made easy, I wanted to focus today's episode on what I believe is the biggest culprit, and that is emotional eating. So when I talk about emotional eating, I am talking about when you're eating Not because you're hungry, but because you're looking to food for comfort, because you're bored, because you're stressed or feeling anxious, and even to celebrate. So it shows up when people say things like, I deserve this piece of cake, or I need a drink. It's really easy to pick up on if you're listening for it. So let's talk a little bit about why food and drink are so appealing. When we eat food, it triggers the release of dopamine in our brain. And when we drink alcohol, it triggers the release of endorphins. So if you've ever heard of a runner's high, it's the same thing. It's that endorphin rush. So there are actually Four happy hormones. In addition to dopamine and endorphins, there's also serotonin and oxytocin. So I'll get into that a little more later. For today's podcast, since we're in the middle of a pandemic and there's so much fear and uncertainty around not just our health and safety, but our livelihoods as well, I know that stress and anxiety are much, much higher than usual. So I want to focus on stress specifically today. And I want to explore three things in particular. First, how we reduce our stress levels so that we don't trigger the emotional eating to begin with. The second thing I want to talk about is different ways to cope with the stress besides eating. So this is really about triggering those happy hormones. And then the third is how we're actually processing emotions. So for the first one, in terms of reducing our stress levels, I go into this in a lot more detail in episode number eight, when you're feeling stressed. So just to recap here, I would definitely recommend limiting how much news and to some extent social media you're consuming. I'm all for making sure that you're staying on top of what's happening. But having it play in the background or all the time is definitely going to turn our focus to all that fear and uncertainty. So, Don't get me wrong. I definitely understand that all the fear and uncertainty is raising our stress levels. That's perfectly normal. What I'm talking about here is it's already high. How do we lower it? So the other thing you can do is focus on what you can control because that becomes your reality. So the second topic that I want to delve more deeply into is how we can trigger those happy hormones besides eating and drinking. So going back to the habit loop that I talked about in episode number 11, those happy hormones are the reward. The cue is that emotion And the habit we're talking about is turning to food as a way to feel better when we're experiencing a negative emotion like fear, uncertainty, and stress. So here, I'm actually talking about changing the routine in your habit loop. So again, there's the cue. So you're feeling stressed or you're feeling bored or you're seeking some comfort and you're looking for the reward. So we've talked about dopamine and we've talked about endorphins. So dopamine as a feel-good hormone is a neurotransmitter that's an important part of our brain's reward system. And it's definitely released in high levels when we eat. Endorphins are actually our body's natural pain reliever. So besides the response to drinking alcohol, you'll also see endorphin levels rise when you're working out with some intensity and having sex. Serotonin, we talked about when we were exploring how to get better sleep. So this hormone helps to regulate our mood. And then there's oxytocin, which is called the love hormone. So as you would expect, our oxytocin levels rise when we experience physical affection, things like kissing, hugging, and cuddling. So when we talk about how we can change the habit, we're really now talking about the routine. So instead of eating, there's a number of things that we can do that can trigger those happy hormones. So instead of turning to food or alcohol, hopefully that list got you thinking about other things that you can do when you're feeling that stress. But in case you're still feeling stuck as to what you might do instead, Here's a list. One is to get outside because sunlight can really boost our endorphins and our serotonin levels. So here we're talking about 10 to 15 minutes a day outside. And a lot of times, if you can expose a little bit more of your skin, (laughs) you're helping your body absorb that as well. But don't forget the sunscreen, right? All right. So... Sunshine is one. Exercise, and usually you do have to get the intensity level up. So 10 or 20 minutes, get that heart rate going is going to make a big difference. Laughter is another one. That's really why with every podcast, I start with something that gets me to chuckle, even if if I'm just entertaining myself, (laughs) all right? So I want you to think of laughter as inner jogging. And now when you have something that's stressful, instead of turning to food or alcohol, the routine would be to find something to make you laugh. And I guarantee that if you watch Tim Conway and Harvey Korman in their dentist skit, you will laugh. (laughs) All right. Does that sound like a hard habit to start or does that sound like something that you could really look forward to? So another thing that can help is music. So listening to some music and if you can listen to music that gets you to dance, that can, again, trigger multiple hormones to be released. Meditation, we've talked about affection, giving each other some Some good hugs Um, For those of you who have pets That's a great Great option Not just to get yourself outside Because you got to walk the dog But we all know the benefits Of having pets around In terms of improving our mood So all of those things Are ways To boost Those happy hormones Without eating And again, if there is stress that's triggered by what we're thinking about or the news that we're consuming, we want to focus on the things that we can't control. So we can potentially avoid being in that state to begin with. Which brings me to the third topic about processing emotions. So let's talk a little bit here about emotions. At the end of the day, we need emotions and they fall into two categories, negative and positive. And by this, I do not mean one is bad and one is good. But rather, when you look at negative emotions, they signal threat to our needs and goals. So they energize avoidance behavior. Positive emotions, on the other hand, signal opportunities to meet our needs and goals. And so they energize approach. We seek out more of whatever that is. So if you look at buying as a behavior, for those of you in marketing, you know that buying is an action that's in response to emotion. We can use logic to rationalize the purchase, but it's actually an emotional response. So when it comes to emotions, the one thing that I want everyone to hear, and this is really, really important, is that you have every right to feel what you feel and to want what you want. A lot of reasons why we avoid those negative emotions is because we have gotten the message at some point earlier in our life that it's not okay to feel something. So again, I'm going to repeat that. You have every right to feel what you feel and to want what you want. Of course, in reality, you may not actually get what you want, but rather than Avoiding the negative feeling, we're better off facing it because if you don't process an emotion, well, imagine a sock drawer and every time you feel a negative emotion, you put that sock in the drawer and processing it in this metaphor would be, oh, I've got a dirty sock and I'm going to now wash it and dry it. Instead, you're just putting your dirty sock in the drawer. Now, the next time you have another dirty sock, that negative emotion, again, instead of processing it, so putting it in the washer, right, cleaning it, you stick it in the drawer. At some point, you're now trying to stuff it into the drawer. So it takes a lot of energy to keep it in that drawer. So A lot of energy is tied up in suppressing that where what we want to do is be able to process through that emotion so that we don't wind up with a drawer full of dirty socks. And if you think about it, if you look at what's going on with your body, it's like all those unprocessed feelings are showing up in your body as extra calories that you're carrying around. So I know that for a lot of you listening right now, you know this intellectually already. So this is really about how do I process the emotions? So let's go back to how I started this section. And that is what an emotion is. So remember the motion itself there's nothing wrong with it somewhere our brain has perceived a situation as being a threat to our needs or our goals so here is a perfect opportunity to apply the learning cycle we look at a situation and we ask the question is the interpretation or the meaning that we're assigning to what's happening accurate. So how we feel about it, if it's not in response to self-limiting beliefs, but rather ones that are empowering, then it's important to accept and embrace those emotions. Now it's about how we want to respond to them and understand what needs or goals are being threatened. And then what we can do to affect that. And sometimes it's just about sitting with the emotion and embracing it so that you can let it go. And right now with this pandemic, I know that there is real loss. And it's not just loss of life, it could be loss of livelihood too. But especially if it's grief that you're processing, it's okay to avoid for a while. It's, again, it's perfectly natural. Sometimes you're just not ready. And it can come in waves. So make sure you give yourself permission to avoid for a little bit. And be kind And have patience with yourself. And also know at some point when you're ready, you can sit with that emotion, that grief, which again is natural. And embrace it. And if you can talk about it and that helps, by all means, find someone to talk to. If you need to cry Those tears can be a wonderful release. And so let yourself be sad and know that you're going to be okay. And then take a deep breath and remember that you can do things to feel better as well. So this would be a perfect time to go get a hug. So just to recap here when we're looking specifically at stress as the cause for our overeating and emotional eating, the first thing we want to look at is, is there a way to actually reduce our stress? And is it coming from what we're thinking about and what we're focusing on? And can we shift the focus to something else and take action on that? The second thing we can do to cope with the stress is to change up our routine, the habit that we have of turning to eating or drinking, and instead focus on doing things that can still provide the reward that we want, so the dopamine and the endorphins, but not the extra calories. And then the third thing, would be if it really is an emotion that you need to process, it's to be able to sit with it and to be uncomfortable, let it wash over you, embrace it so that you can then let it go and understand that you actually are working your way through it, not around it. And know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And rest assured, it is not the headlight from an oncoming train. <laughs> all right. So, in the next episode, I'm going to be focused on all things exercise as it relates to not just weight loss, but our well being so that we can be happy and healthy. And I'll leave you with a quote today by John zinn You cannot stop the waves, but you can learn to surf. You've been listening to The Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website moxyclub.com. That's M-O-X-I-E hyphen C-L-U-B dot com and sign up for my free three-day course. And remember, making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens.